Okay, just so you can tell the difference between our voices, this is Bobby. And this is Dan. Welcome to our commentary. Mm-hmm. So we'll throw a quick quick shout out here to all these companies. Alter, Gunpowder and Sky mm-hmm. Company, our distributor, The Realm. Braun, The Realm. Braun, Star Thrower, our production company, and just best friends. Tim, Trevor, and Alan. Yep. Great 8mm content. This is a mm-hmm. Chad Harbold original here. So this is actually down in Florida. Yeah, there's a, a mixture of... This is not. <laughs> this is. Yeah. A mixture of uh, Brooklyn for Florida and Florida for Florida. Both huge retirement communities. Mm-hmm. We never got releases from those kids. It's too bad. That's a good swing. So this was originally a Steadicam oneer. Mm. Uh, this whole open, and um, you know, just for pacing reasons, we wound up cutting it up. But uh, it was it was really well done by by Matt and our camera op that day. Um, and uh, yeah, those masks were another <laughs> really I, fun element. I own the pigeon mask. <laughs> I do. I don't have it with me now, but you can't tell. But Micah's mask. Uh, is supported by a pretty robust uh, structure system to kind of hold the mouth of the unicorn open the way that it is so that she could see out. Uh, we spent, I think, 70% of the film's budget on the support system within the unicorn mask. Yeah, they were uh, they were real sports, though. We did this this entire uh, robbery. 22 about, takes, yeah. maybe? <laughs> it was something like that. It's physically and, demanding. Yeah, every time Bill is, you know, basically doing a uh, there's Noah down there he got really cut from this movie which is sad he's a great actor but yes there was a longer uh, scene there yeah. originally and uh, he was fantastic um, but you know yeah these things pacing, pacing is king this was a challenge we're shooting in Nyack very hilly terrain and this is, this is the first time we've ever worked with a process trailer where the car is sitting on a flatbed and you have to find like stretches of road that you can actually, you know, bring this gigantic flatbed. So we're, this is just going the same like 400 feet over and over and over again. Uh, but it was tough. It was tough. Mm-hmm. Also very fun. By like the sixth take, they were really punch drunk in this car. Yeah, and it's it's really important, this being the first time that we, you know, meet them and see their faces and everything, that we get a, a sense of, you know, not only how in love they are, but how excited they are to, to be in love and to be on this adventure. And we wanted this to be, um, you know, a little high-energy snippet so that when this happens, uh, you know, you really slam the brakes on the, uh, the feeling of everything. No need to slam the brakes, we're out of gas. Yeah. Why do we stop? We ran out of fucking gas. Well, we just stopped. We just robbed us. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Good looking finger tattoos. Oh, yeah. This is also, this car is a 1987 Chevy Caprice, which, uh, fun fact, I drove in high school. That was my first hand-me-down car. This exact car. <laughs> this exact one, <laughs> but it also broke down frequently. Yeah, um, it's an old car, not Chevrolet's fault. Come on, no, no. Chevy sponsoring this. Yeah, of course, we would never speak ill. 
This is a tough day. You'd think it would be simple. Shut down the road, but what you can't shut down is the sky. That's the problem. The sun was in and out. It was, this was a tough one. Mm -hmm. We did get lucky uh, a couple of times where, you know, it would be overcast long enough to get what we needed, but other times this, you know, the sun would peek out and just, you know, you couldn't use. You had, you had to either pick all the sunny takes or all the uh, Mm -hmm. overcast takes and, it was probably like 75, 25 overcast, but there were a couple of takes. Yeah, well, see the sun just kind of you know, blew up there. Yeah. That was doing the best we could. Yeah. The car wash has become, it's taken the nation by storm. People, yeah. people really responded to this. It's funny because both you and I have had girls do this to us. And I, when I said that to my wife, she was like, I've never done this to the you. The same exact what thing are you happened talking to me about? With And I was like, oh, yeah. uh, I, th- um, <laughs> I'm not admitting to infidelity right now. It just was with a girl before I got married, I guess. But I thought it was with, it was with Sam. But it yeah, wasn't. I think my memories from it are mostly as like a kid. I can't mm. I can't remember if it's like you were sexually you know, active like, very early. <laughs> I mean, I think it was my mom or something like that. But, oh, but I, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But like, it was the same sort oh, of thing. Oh, this is great. Me. This was this is on this this is our longest lens. This was like a 500 millimeter. Yeah, that was fun. Only used it for two shots, mm-hmm. but it's too expensive to carry for longer than a day anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is fun. Yeah, those yeah. little those little movements like that, the like, sort of like Mickey Mousing. We love that mm-hmm. when Bill kind of like pops up with like a score hit. It was so important to us that he uh, that Mickey have a certain a certain physicality to him. Um, you know, we wanted him to be uh, a bit of a lithe little. You know, dancer. Um, I just got to point out our VFX guy Andrew. There were behind that Steadicam shot in the woods. There, there's a house, but he removed it so seamlessly that it's like become my favorite shot in the movie because yeah. I know the magic going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So never put a tongue stud in um, your movie if you can avoid it. Uh, it's one of. The- the more difficult things to fake. I think we went into it a little naive and we were like, oh, it'll be like one of those, you know, fake magnetic ear piercings or something. But your tongue is very thick muscle and uh, it's it's hard to find a way to, to fake mm-hmm. a tongue stud. So if you can avoid it, just write that right out. Yeah, that was logistically one of the hardest things about making this movie was the tongue stud. Mm-hmm. Also do want to point out here we did that's a fake door jam that our production designer Annie Simeone somehow crafted. It looks perfect, but even though it's a fake door jam, we also damaged the door when we did that, which is not great. And right. We had to pay for that. Right. That was where the other uh, ten or twenty percent of the budget went. Yeah. Everything. It was also a Daniel Maldonado uh, yes. special as well. Oh yes. Prompt master. Prop master. This is a shot that took a, a couple of a couple of tries. It's just it's such a long pan that it's hard to just um you know to get it just right but uh caitlin maycheck camera operator killed it yeah love that like moments like that we were trying to like you know drop in here and there to sort of establish some tonal cues so you understood that the movie wasn't completely you know uh grounded in the most yeah it's not it's obviously not a too concerned with coming off hyper-realistic. Right, and there's sort of a fairy tale whimsy to it mm-hmm. that we wanted to try and establish. That was also a big thing with the score. Um, you know, it wasn't... Uh, we had tried some things that were a little 
a little too uh, goofy, uh, and we had tried some things that were a little too serious. And if you play the movie, uh, if, you, if, you play, if you have the score leaning a little bit too far into the comedy, it, it takes away uh, from the scarier elements, and then vice versa. If you have it, you know, playing the score, if it's the score of a straight horror, uh, it's it doesn't quite fit either. Oof. And it wasn't until we kind of... There's Bobby, cameo. <laughs> Bobby yeah. and our production designer, Andy Simeone, in my parents' uh, family room. Yeah, and then there's and Dan. With the, yeah, a lot to unpack there. A lot um, to unpack. But yeah, just finishing that up, once we found that the you know we found that the the most effective kind of score was one that was a little bit more of a uh danny elfman tim burtony you know uh dark fairy tale tone uh once we found that it really kind of unlocked yeah. the swing and um andrew hewitt our composer fantastic yeah this is mm, uh, these are these are these photos are are dan's dan's nature photos that's true i took these photos that's um I guess you can we call had to that a cameo. A lot of money, a lot of money for the yep. rights to those. That rounded out the budget. Mm-hmm. That was it. What if there was an emergency? This is a great set design really? example. This room yeah. looks nothing like this. This house looks nothing like this in real life. It was completely gutted. Brought in all Annie and 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 our set deck Lisa Green brought in all new furniture. Uh, wallpaper in a bunch of places that we'll point out later mm-hmm. uh, and just made this house turn it into a, a crazy time capsule. I think we need a boost. You know, like a creative boost. Yes. Let's get serious. Okay. This is an insert shot in our DP Matt Mitchell's apartment. Yeah. As is that. Yeah, that was like powdered milk or something and, uh, you know, Dan yes. and I we'll made sure to snort it in front of the actors to show them that it was safe. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, and was. it was. We were hopped up for the rest of the day. Yeah. Some lactose. We don't even need that much. We just need enough to get to the next gas station. Fucking god. So fucking And their chemistry is just fantastic. And that's a, you know, that's all them. They spent a lot of, um, you know, they spent a lot of time just making sure to like get dinner and hang out and and be comfortable around one another. And I think it really paid off because um you know we we hear a lot that um their relationship is the you know a lot of people's favorite part of the movie and it was also it's kind of like a do or die thing it was essential that, oh, that yeah. you loved them and that you believe that they love each other this whole thing would fall apart so the basement this is it's the actual basement of this house that we found which we never thought would be the case we always thought that we would find a um you know perhaps a house that worked and then be, have to build the basement just because we had a lot that we had to do down there we needed space um but we lucked out and these people actually had this incredible basement underneath their house that um you know if anything we had to to muck it up a bit it was they were like the only people in the world with the completely spotless basement yeah they were um, like the opposite of hoarders which is maybe just as uh psychologically alarming yeah true this is the first shot we shot of the movie yeah day day one shot one was this dolly shot and this is also where we were like oh fuck yeah because like i love like that little finger thing that was just like bill wanted to do that but it's so it like gives you this backstory of this relationship you feel like they have a connection already mm-hmm. and i remember thinking like okay we're gonna be all right Yep. We're going to have a movie. That creepy bear toy. I don't know if that was Annie or Maldonado, but somebody brought that thing in. Yeah, I 
believe that was Daniel. You now possess Mickey Zippo, I believe. Yes, yeah. There's a whole bunch of, you know, there's some. There's a there was a storage unit for a long time with all sorts oh. of stuff in it that were just kind of raided. This song. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we spent a lot of time trying to find like the the worst, um, you know, uh, the, like the worst cover of a of a shitty song that a because all of those electronic, you know bass things they always sing some off-brand yeah. song they couldn't get the actual rights to it and uh, that one was great it's <laughs> it's time to celebrate that's <laughs> too, it's too good it. it's just on the line just yeah. enough to not get sued right yeah this was all all the basement stuff was our first week of shooting which is tough because there's some emotional peaks in here but mm-hmm. uh the actors rose to the occasion, but the reason for that, our first AD, David Ketterer, one of the most talented guys in the biz, uh, he designed this whole flow of how we were going to shoot this, where we shot out the basement in week one, and then floor one, and then floor two. It was a real dance. Oh, and there we are. Yeah, that's our only real, you know, jump scare uh, in the movie. Yeah. What the fuck? But just that one jump scare kind of a lot of people then think of it as a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> you only need one. I love how these the setup looks. Blake Baumgartner was, uh, she was fantastic. We had, it was a little bit of a search finding um, Sweetie Pie because you needed to have someone who, uh, who had that sort of... Uh, timeless quality behind the eyes that thousand yard stare you know that old soul feeling and uh right from our first skype interview with her she she had it and um you know working with working with her was was great because um you know i think a lot of times we would walk up and you know deal with deal with her with kid gloves a bit and be like hey so but then she'd kind of remind you like you don't have to do that you can you can talk to me like an adult these um these gorgeous raps that we get in these singles between warm and cool. Uh, Andrew Hubbard, our gaffer, and Ethan June, our key grip, sort of built all the, the grippage and set the lights properly along with Matt Mitchell, our DP, who, you know, did all the lighting design along with those guys. But, like, it, this is a great example of, of the lighting coming from a philosophy. Like, weeks before we started shooting, Mitchell called really excited and was like, me and Hubs okay, have this great idea of like warm, hot cool, versus yeah. cold because it's a really confrontational movie, you know. Like it's all about couple it's versus couple, sides, and yeah. so yeah, getting that duality uh, into even just the, the lighting design feels like it has a great effect. And it looks good, which helps and too. You can good, have like yeah, a cool right. philosophical lighting design that looks like absolute shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, we lucked out here. Yeah. Another VFX wonder. There was a camera reflection on one of those spoons. No longer. Not anymore. Not to pull the curtain back too much. This kitchen already looked great, oh but, yeah. but Annie brought the, the yellow contact paper. Was she brought that in, and that was like that mustard yellow feels like a really core color to this movie's palette. Yeah. Mm. All these actors just look so good in close-ups. Yeah, Ten-wise, there's a reason but... that they're famous actors, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, there was definitely a, you know, we we had spent a, we we spent we spent a little bit more time early on with with Bill and Micah in in 
pre-production stuff, mainly because Jeff and Kira have, you know, families and things like that. Um, and, and, and so we, we were kind of, we weren't as starstruck the first day shooting with Bill and Micah because we had, we had been hanging out with them a little bit more. But there was something about seeing Jeff and Kira's close-ups the first, um, the first time that, you know, really just drove the point home that, whoa, this is, this is a real, this is a real movie. You get the, you know, they are, they are movie stars and, uh, and it just, um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty special thing when you, when you see it for the first time and there they are reading the lines that you wrote. And also the, just after your first take and you're like, oh, I have to give you very little direction because you're already an unbelievable actor. Yeah. I'm just going to let you roll. Mm -hmm. So we can do that also. You can't come into our home unannounced and just run them up. Also, Stacey Berman, our costume designer, is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, you know, the especially with, you know, with with Mickey and Jules, we wanted them to have these kind of, like, iconic costumes that you could almost do a Halloween costume of, you know, and they're kind of in these uh, for the whole film, whereas George and Gloria's wardrobe is a bit more of a progression, and they change throughout the film, and the first time we see them, it's the most, you know, milk toast version of, of each character, and their outfits become a little bit more outlandish as the film goes on, and they reveal a little bit more of their true selves to us. More of that warm and cool here. With, you know, production designer Annie working with Matt Mitchell, DP, you know, picking that color, those sort of mustardy tones of the furniture against those blue walls. Yeah. Yeah, if I see any Mickey and Jules Halloween costumes, that's how we know we've made it. Right, of course. We can we can retire mm-hmm. at, at that point. Yeah. So that's pretty soon. As I was saying. <laughs> this is a hell of a... This was like one of my favorite scenes to to shoot because it's just like a ten-page acting showcase. Yeah, I mean, you know, anyone who had read the script um, and you know us, obviously having written it and everything, knew that this was sort of a central scene to the movie. That this is where the, you know, where a Faustian bargain is kind of presented to them and where everything is is kind of laid out on the on the table you know and um and the pitch that george has is one that you know we wanted it to uh be tempting you know it's it's easy to just like draw someone as as dastardly and 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 say that they're 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 evil but it's it's more difficult when they're making uh you know a decent a decent point um but at the end of the day the morality of Mickey and Jules is what what overcomes. Um, but yeah, this scene was it was something else because every take is, you know, this was like ten minutes, something like ten and twelve minutes. Yeah. Um, and even this is edited down from from what it was. Um, so there's there was a lot to a lot to unpack there. Yeah, those long takes are brutal. I had some a couple of my best buddies visiting set this day. And by the end of the day, they were like, dude, this process sucks. Just watch that guy do the same thing like 20 times. And I was like, yeah, man, that's like what this is. What do you think? Like, what do you think we do? <laughs> but, you know, that's half the fun. I also want to do, give a big shout out to Sophie Marshall, our editor, because I feel oh like this God. scene is cut with like a really, really great 
sometimes you just kind of like go with the coverage that works or the or you prioritize performance like a little thing in a take that you love but we were really disciplined with the edit here and only re and slowly reveal the additional coverage as things become more and more confrontational between um, particularly Mickey and George here uh, and my actual favorite shots in the movie on the other hand coming up shortly these super super close confrontational 50 50 profiles <laughs> you're trying to stretch that out there it is <laughs> yeah knew it was coming yeah i mean look at jeff he just looks like a shark and it and it just wraps around just right so that you see that little tiny scar on his cheek yeah right and he I, was I, just he was just riveting every single take too i mean uh, this was this was uh, a this is a good so this this shot this four shot uh, that's a good illustration of like the lenses that we chose these like really wonky anamorphic lenses that like fringe really weirdly on the edges I don't think there's another shot in this scene where we see it but like on the way edges the the, the actors look like they're being like sucked into another dimension or something but it, we really liked it because this movie's supposed to have an elevated feel and the lenses really helped with that good to meet you guys and uh, thank you that the whole thing was amazing. I mean, I, I feel like if I practice real hard, I might be able to read people just like that one day. Don't you think? Fuck it. I'm going to try right now. Is that cool? All right, all right. And this was really fun, too, to just, like, be able to draw this contrast between Mickey and George and their styles where, you know... George is so calculated and put together and, you know, speaks well and speaks in these clear, concise thoughts and complete sentences and things like that. And then, you know, Mickey tries to do his his version of the of the same speech. Uh, and it just lets you know the, the difference between between the two of them, um, because he kind of does his best George impersonation here, uh, but he just doesn't have the same oratory skills. And um, but, you know, he still has the point that he wants to make at the end. And so he's, you know, he just has his confidence is beyond his uh, capabilities at times. And that's, uh, you know, it's kind of part of his arc as yeah. a character in this movie is the latter of catching up with the former. Mm -hmm. And she's going to come with us. And you are not going to say shit. You know why you're not going to say shit? Here the you're a psychopath with a little girl locked up. That super close profile comes to roost and it's like you'd think that we did VFX work on his on Bill's eyes every time you see them because they're so white and like gorgeous, but we didn't. That's real. Yeah, he's I mean they're all just unbelievable looking. Just a beautiful gaggle of folks. I'm sorry daddy has to do this. That was unbelievable. The first, as soon as we started shooting that, Bill had this idea to kind of try to, you know, he doesn't really know how to deal with kids. And so he, you know, the, the closest thing he can come up with in his mind is how, do, how would you beckon a dog to follow you? <laughs> You know, and so he's kind of like whistling. At one point, in one take, I believe he's he said like like come here, boy, like come on, little boy, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. No, I think he's like, yeah, he's like, come on, little guy. Yeah. <laughs> come 
<laughs> I wish we used that. Oh. Find you a new, nice family. Yeah, maybe some new toys, new new clothes, maybe a burger or something. Huh? Whenever I've eaten a burger with my wife since, she always says they're amazing. <laughs> this was fun. Oh, so this this this, this slow mo. When we were originally shooting it, we were having him just fall through frame um, naturally and just hope that the slow-mo would would would, uh, would capture it the way that we wanted to, but it was still too fast. And so that was actually him just kind of, you know, being slightly supported on his side and just a, a controlled descent yeah. onto his shoulder. Because uh, it's like normal stuff is 24 frames a second, and then I think we were able to get to 60 or maybe even 120. I think it was 120, but, but the problem that's is not slow enough, you know? It's not slow enough, and as you go, slow, as, as your frame rate goes higher and higher, you to bring in more and more light, uh, which we couldn't really do in the basement. We didn't have like, the money or the space or the time, and we didn't have like we couldn't rent a phantom for the day or have enough light to do that. So we had to fake it, but it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. There's those eyes again. This yeah. room was really gorgeous, and I wish that we got to see it more. Uh, but yeah, it's... yeah. This was Annie and Lisa's crowning achievement here this room the the wallpaper the uh you know the, the peacock separator there those little red um, yeah. lamp covers and things like that it was and this was one once again a, a weird serendipitous thing where this this home had this this um the the layout of this bedroom actually made it uh you know uh, fairly easy to shoot a lot of this. It had really high ceilings. It had this weird offshoot area, like behind where she's standing. There was a whole other um, place to, you know, stage things. And, um, you know, it was, uh, we're definitely building all the sets on our next, yeah. on our next movie. But, um, but we did get lucky at times. Well, we came up shooting in apartments in New York City. So yeah, so like this felt yeah. like a ballroom. Yeah. But if you don't let us out of here, I'll But you quickly get God. used to it, and now I want to be in a soundstage. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to run around. Yep. Mike has spent a lot of time sitting against this pole. Also, if you see here, something that we tried to do was have the basement feel like it was, you know, this sort of dead, inert, dirty place, except for the corner where Sweetie Pie is, where there is a little bit of growth. There's actually some greenery coming in through the trees, and it's almost like, um, you know, she was able to, to summon a little bit of life into that lifeless basement. Everything else in this house is is plastic and the fruit's fake and it's you know taxidermy birds and, and birds in cages exactly and like yeah that. and she's that one little bit of organic material that exists in here this obviously is Kira Sedgwick at her finest yeah. and she just goes for it she commits so fully and she took this costume this giant burlesque uh, corset and you know whatever the bottom part of that dress is uh, she took that all home with her actually over the weekend and like worked with a friend of hers who's kind of like a choreographer to build this uh, this dance, sexy dance that Gloria does. So when she got to set, she was ready to roll. And yeah. I, I don't know if we could have pulled this movie off without Kira. Yeah. She was such an important part of this. <laughs> she just gets it. Also the sound design in that scene, we kind of just like 
you know, oh, yeah. cranked up all the foley so you can really hear those, you know, her, her earrings jingling. I don't recall the name of the foley artist that, that uh, our sound guys worked with, but they knocked it out of the park. Uh, it, yeah, we were, were so happy when the foley came in for this scene in particular. Mm-hmm. Bill spent a lot of the movie chained up to a bed. These younger actors really went through the physical ringer. Yeah. Although I'm sure Kira's dress was no fun That's to true. actually wear. Yeah. Jeff got off easy. Yeah, and her ability to just kind of turn on a dime um, just gives the character a just makes it kind of scary yeah because you just there's an unpredictability there um and you're never quite comfortable when gloria is on screen because you don't really know what she's what she's going to do well well what well what the return of the gnomes gnomes again this Mm -hmm. is the smoke there was just an on-set creation by our key grip, Ethan June, who was jeweling uh, off-frame. Yeah, by the time this commentary comes out, I don't know if Jules will even exist That's anymore. true, yeah. That, I hope he doesn't be go to jail. immortalized forever in yeah. this film. You like flowers, don't you? I used to have a toy like that when I was little. This is a really important scene, just seeing um, Jules and, and Sweetie Pie kind of connect uh you know i think as soon as as soon as sweetie pie you know sees that that jules has um an origin story not so dissimilar from her own um you know they're able to find a bit of of common ground yeah sweetie pie despite not having many lines in this movie has a pretty dynamic arc as far as her starting to reach across the aisle yeah and we always you know we always figured that she was you know she doesn't bite mickey's hand uh because she wants to stay she she does that because she is not sure if this is some sort of purity test from george you know and i think in our minds she always always tested uh by george who would sort of you know gaslight her and all of these things and um and so, you know, it takes her a while to realize that this is really happening. I really am being saved, you know, because her whole life up to this point um, has been, you know, George has been this godlike character that's controlled every element of it. And uh, and so it takes her a second to see that he actually is, uh, you know, not in control of this situation. Just did our normal thing. I poured us some cereal and sat on the ground and watched cartoons all day. Must have gone on for like a week. But then we ran out of cereal. Yeah, Micah's ability to just be so naturalistic 
even within this film that obviously has like a slightly heightened tone. I mean, her her little monologue there is kind of the the you know the realist bit of backstory that we get on these people. Even in this scene here, where Gloria is telling us of about her and George's um, origin story, you know, there's still that sense of you, you don't know how much of, of Gloria's memory you can really trust, yeah. and and yet you know, Jules. She's telling the absolute truth beat by beat, and it's kind of one of the most um, emotionally sincere moments in the in in this movie that is, you know, otherwise wacky at times. Happy. Oh, we were. This was back when we were still courting. George had an electric light in him. Yeah, and there was an extension to that Micah scene that went into a lot more detail uh, and got even sort of darker, and it was like really incredible performance from Micah and really cool. Photographically, it was like this one. It's one of the best scenes we've ever shot. It's definitely the best scene we've ever directed or been a part of. Um, But it's the definition of Kill Your Darlings because it just pacing wise uh, didn't really work. And it also, it got too real and too dark. And and it made this fun thrill ride feel um, like not, you know, not not designed properly. Yeah. Um, But it was, yeah, it was was like a five minute dolly push, one one take. uh, And, you know, Mike is crying and all this. Oh, it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. But yeah, it just. It, it went to places that were just kind of too dark for this film and where we we didn't feel like um, we had the license to be talking in explicit terms uh, about abuse and things like that because um, we didn't want to just use that as a device to, right. to give a character depth. You can talk about that stuff if you're going to explore it and have a nuanced conversation about it, but, it, you know, it felt like it was just being, you know dropped in there and that's it's something it's a realization that you know obviously a lot of times you hope you can have that at the script level but it, sometimes it takes it takes time to to realize um yeah. something that you should take up it takes us time i'm sure yeah. our filmmakers would have realized exactly. it earlier but yes we did not yesterday your body the smell of your hair i i can't get it out of my head i feel like something inside that's always a fan favorite scene yes you didn't seem so excited about it then. I know, and I'm sorry. It happens to me sometimes. I get too wound up when I'm turned on. I was nervous. But I'm telling you, it's different now. I, I, I just feel like, like we're supposed to do this together. Well, Mickey, I want to. And this was kind of our attempt to, we wanted to, show Mickey kind of like using his sort of street smarts to kind of game a situation and realize the weak points and there actually was another scene that got deleted that I think is will be included as a deleted scene on whatever uh, DVD Blu-ray type of stuff um, that was sort of like a middle tracking point of like Mickey realizing the situation he's in then like noting Gloria's weak points and then in this scene taking advantage of them but that ended up getting cut for pacing yeah uh, but and we felt like you had enough information to know that he could uh, sense that that yeah. Weak spot. Yeah, this was one of the last scenes we shot. Mm-hmm. Everybody was having a great time. This is another Andrew Hewitt challenge, our, our, our composer. We worked a lot to try and figure out. There's a few moments of these sentiment, a few sentimental moments in the movie like this. Obviously, undercut it almost immediately um, by that. But uh, 
you know, trying to figure out the way that the score could operate and still be earnest, but not take us into melodrama too much. Uh, I think we landed mm-hmm. somewhere pretty nice. Faker action, that's another Maldonado special. We had a dildo on a spoon, I it think a, it was. Yeah, so it was taped to a wooden spoon. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was one and of it, the more interesting it things. It used to, sure. in our director's, or in, in our first cut that we passed in. Our director's it, cut, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it moved, um, but we found that to be too, yeah, too much, was, simply too much. It was gratuitous. Yeah. And we, uh, we learned a lot that. about boundaries, uh, yep. about what, you know, the audience is going to want to see and not And what see. we're going to want to see. <laughs> yeah, and what we're going to want to see when we watch it a thousand times. <laughs> Uh, this is tough. This was yeah. Tough. This this area of the house is the foyer, and it was just an absolute nightmare to shoot in because it was a very tall, thin area, um, and it worked. We you know where where it wound up visually, we're very happy with. Um, but to get these shots was an absolute pain in the ass. And I guess we don't know if viewers uh, can tell what the fuck is going on uh, geographically. I mean, I, I. I mean, you'd be the judge watching at home if you understand what's going on with these two floors. I think we did it, but yeah, it's tough. It's a very yeah, it's just space. an impossible thing to get a total wide of. Yeah. Just please let us go. Please. I think if anything, I think this scene kind of, if you had to show somebody one scene in the movie to get across the tone of the film, it would yeah. be this. Totally. Because I think we see Some in it from Jeff. the, Jeff's menace. We see, like, you know, this sort of sincerity with which Mickey is, is pleading here. And, and Jeff is so funny in yeah, that scene. And yet true. he's shooting him in the leg at the end of it. That gunshot in the leg, too, was actually a kind of, like, malfunction of the squib. Uh, like, it's a little foam comes out, but it looks so fucked up. It looks yeah, it like looks it's a, flesh or something. Yeah, a little bit of cartilage free, or something. Yeah. Which is just, you know, one of those things. Turning lemons into lemonade. Mm-hmm. All right. Getting the band back together. What did you do to him? Also, there's a period of the movie there when Bill is up in the bed where we just don't see George for a while. Um, and it's just so refreshing when he comes back into yeah. the movie. Well, that was the biggest thing. It's like when we'd show people cuts of the movie, they'd be like, we want more George. And we'd be like, we do too. Yeah. We didn't realize that like it would he would be such an attractive character to watch, but we just didn't have any Yeah, and that played into the decision of cutting a couple of those scenes early in the second act. Um, not just to get George back in it, but it, it was a slower part yeah. of, of, of the movie. Um, and I think the very first assembly that we did when we watched it, we just saw that that section was kind of overstaying its welcome. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, we thought we were being such, you know, cool guys because we had this, once again, this sort of philosophy for it. We were like, well, the movie's going to, like, you know, it'll be like rip shit while they're breaking in and doing their thing. And the second they get caught, everything slows down and like all that. And then what you ultimately realize is like that doesn't count for anything if it's not really exciting to watch, yeah. you know. It's also about expectation is something we learned. Like if you show 10 minutes of really kind of kinetic scenes to a viewer you can't it's tough to go back to just Mm -hmm. sitting and stagnating you could do the opposite but once they get the taste well and you can get that you you can still get that feeling of of things slowing down for a minute but you know you don't you need less of that to get that effect than you might think yeah 
Well, this, this, we, that we thought. Right. This, this is another example of the score kind of like being on that razor's edge between like comedy slash melodrama slash parody. That like, this is an earnest moment coming up. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we could let it play, but uh, but finding the score for that was like it was a narrow bullseye. Yes. Like a chunk of the company. You know, they're having a ridiculous conversation right now, but we're like sort of cueing to you with the score. Like, take part of it seriously. Mm-hmm. What are we going to call it? It's a very good. It's a very good question. It's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting thing for actors to do as well, playing a scene back to back. Because uh, a lot of times you act differently when someone can see your face and mm-hmm. when they can't, and it allows these little moments of you know you're almost uh, each actor is it's them in the audience you know they're talking to the other person but the the faces that they make are are to themselves. Um, yeah. So this scene is this is the only scene where you can see all three phases, but this is the perfect example of why the tongue stud is so annoying. Yes. So what we previously just saw. And what you'll see in a moment is an actual tongue stud with a bar and two balls on either end. And then we'll flag the other two different versions of yeah, the tongue Yeah, the first two times that she's chewing on it, that's just a, a tongue, a loose tongue stud in her mouth that she's chewing on. And then when, we, when, the, when she presents her tongue at any point in the movie, it's like this suction cup thing. Mm-hmm. And then when we see this the close-up of the tongue stud actually being ripped, that's a prosthetic. We needed all of those components just to convince people that Micah Monroe has a pierced tongue. Like, that's a real tongue stud that she's just putting in her teeth and pretending to pull. That's acting. That's <laughs> acting, baby. Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. We were like, well, maybe whoever we wind up casting will just pierce their tongue. Or and then have we a do, tongue and then, Yeah, and then we do a little bit of research, and it's just like... Zero percent of actresses have tongue <laughs> It's like there's a 10% chance that your tongue will, like, die for the rest of your life. You won't be able to speak again. And it's yeah. just like, oh, I'm sure an actor would love that. What if you, uh, uh, what if you turn toward me, kind of swivel, kind of face me, you know? I'm trying. Yeah, just like that. Now, stick out your tongue. So that's our suction cup. Stick out mm-hmm. your tongue. And I can kind of just clamp down on it and re- remove it. No, that's going to fucking kill. I know it's going to hurt. This was another just bear of a day because this scene, oh. it's like, you're like, well, how long has this scene been going? Because it started way back, you know, it's like, an, I think this this might be our longest scene or maybe it's our second longest, but it was like I another 10 pager. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we get the suction cup, but now we, that's a prosthetic. So that's like this weird rubber tongue that Mike is biting down on inside her mouth. Boom. <laughs> That is upsetting. Mm. Who is hungry? This is also just like one of my favorite parts of the of the movie because you know we we didn't have we were this was a like Dan said a hell of a day and we had no time to get anything so we kind of had to capture this whole uh, action in in just the the singles of Bill and Micah and then this uh, this sort of like catch-all profile here. So, you know, we didn't have, for instance, a single of George. Um, and, and of course, Je- Jeff responds to that by just absolutely stealing the scene. He was unbelievable. And it was so funny because every take he would just be 
trying to get them to break. You know, he was, he was, he was, he had the, you know, that, that broccoli line, you know, the, the, the airplane coming in, all that, that's him just fucking around, just trying and, you know, God bless them for not, for not, for not breaking. Well, and Jeff has three young kids, so he kind of like, he, he knows that speed. Mm -hmm. It's actually kind of like, it's, it's a sort of perfect thing that he brings to the George character, like that, that sort of paternal instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great illustration of, of what makes George a, a fun character to watch because you're laughing along with him. Him, him saying, like, you know, airplanes coming into the hangar and all that, it's kind of endearing, you know, and it's kind of cute. And then two seconds later, he's saying, you know, you, you'll eat your own fingers if you don't. You know, it just shows the, the duality of him. He can be so uh, genteel in one moment and then, you know, a, a savage person in the next. So we got this stuff, I think, is Bill, but I do do want to know. Oh, yes, yes. That I just want everyone to, if you get ready to pause your television, because this is sort of very important. That's me. That's Dan Burke's hand. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's something. Yeah, um, you can I, tell because the hands look like just a little less famous. That's true. You know? I, I will say though, if you if you if you freeze frame this, you print that frame and mail it to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I will sign that frame and send it back. Mm-hmm. Anyone? That's yeah. an open offer. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Feel it. Just feel it. Come on. Uh, love that. This is also another example of like how coverage design can kind of like break your brain sometimes. Like this was a really challenging scene because remember this is still the same scene (laughs) as we've been talking for 15 minutes. Uh, But you know there's so many different angles. They were facing apart at one point. Now she comes around and they're facing each other. So we get a new set of singles. Yeah. Uh, you're constantly redrawing your lines. So like, you know, it's, it's tricky. I, I think we ended up plotting. Well, it I think it's a good it's thing tough. though, because I think you would get so bored of, course, of it otherwise. Yeah. So I, every time I'm watching this and she comes over to the other side of him, I take a breath. I'm like, yeah, Oh, it's so nice too. to see this from a yeah, slightly when, different angle. And then when we redraw the line with sweetie pie and then with this, it always feels yeah. really good to just be moving the camera around. Yeah. Holy shit. A laundry chute. This cut. Yeah, and just I like love. playing with the idea of these, ang- like, you know, we're obviously switching these angles in an almost cartoonish, slapsticky right. way. They're leaning in and out of it. You know, he's telling her, hey, come around here, come over to this side, you know. Yeah. So there's like a, a sort of uh, playful, deliberate nature this to is, it. I, this score cue is my yeah. second favorite, but I, I, I do love it. Yeah, it's determined. Yeah. And so this is probably our, our furthest departure from, from, from reality here. And this was, you know, obviously this is shot uh, exactly like this. It's overhead and she's kind of laying on her back and kind of faking that. Um, this is something that we sort of shot in a, in a studio. Um, but that was that was something we had in our in our heads for from the very very beginning that yeah. we really wanted to do and we were, <laughs> really could not believe that it came out the way that we wanted it to. Yeah, that kind of fantastic Mr. Fox cross section. Yeah. And this sort of more silhouetted uh, 
you know, a way of showing George and Gloria in the in the kitchen here. Um, that was another Matt Mitchell special that um, was something he pitched us on. And, and originally we weren't totally sure. And then when we saw it, we were like, oh, that's, that's yeah. it. That's perfect. This was tough. This is obviously, oh, yeah. this was like a closet that uh, we sort of built over this fake laundry chute and those little chains. We only got three takes because on the second take, the chains <laughs> just both broke. And we were like, fuck, did we get it? But we yeah. Thankfully. Here we go. Introducing Ethan. Ethan. When, we, when we found that adult, we were just... It's the creepiest. Any baby who got that in real life is now... Yeah, definitely. Like, possibly George. Mm-hmm. He's... Ethan is such a, a horrifying little guy. I have him on a shelf in my apartment, so he watches me. Yeah, it's not... I don't like to come over. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm gonna rip your fucking heart out. That's always uh, a nice thing to note. Jeff, also so incredibly committed and such a smart actor, really wanted to lean into a lot of the sort of accent work. Um, and, you know, he gave George this sort of like middle class Louisiana accent. But then when he gets really angry, this kind of like lo super low, sort of low class bayou, uh, you know, I'm going to rip your fucking heart out, uh, comes out. And that's yeah. one example of it. Yeah, part of his backstory was that he kind of grew up on the wrong side of the of the tracks. And um, and Gloria was maybe from a little bit more of a wealthy family. And he had to kind of, uh, you know, he Put on sort a mask. of yeah, lied about, you know, who who he was and what his background was in order to court her. Just goes to show lying isn't right. Yeah. That's another thing we shot in a studio. But the interior of the closet, yeah. Know, cuts. Movie magic. I like that. I like the tough one. It's a that all that plastic is another great great idea from uh, our production design team. Uh, the way it just catches light is so interesting. It's a great idea for this basement. But they always break, don't they, sweetie pie? Hmm? That's right, you're too young to remember. You're gonna remember this one. Oh, she isn't going to the cops. What? What'd you say? Not yet, anyway. What the hell are you talking about? I told her to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a little meetup spot. Now, if I don't show up there in an hour or so, then yeah, cops galore. You're fucked, buddy. This is coming up. It's another great example of uh, Bill contributing uh, on set. Kind of have this. Uh, so I'll just wait for it. You keep play. starting too well, early. I'm assuming you gotta, people you watch drag the movie. And you're just like, and this has got to be a second watch, right? No uh, one's watching the first time with the commentary on. God, I hope not. Yeah, you're gonna miss a lot oh, of important man. stuff. Uh, so this, you know, it was like, you know, we were like, well, we want the audience to, to like, he's clearly doing a tactic, but 
but we, but you know, he was like, I want to make it really clear, and doing that wink was like his idea, and it's like such a funny moment, and has a great payoff line later. I think this is the scariest part yeah, in the movie. That's true. There's just something about her look, and, uh, and kind of where her face lands within yeah. the within the blinds there. That's another edit thing, you know, like we worked with Sophie for a while of like, what's the best frame to cut out on? It's kind of fun, like a lot of that stuff isn't isn't necessarily uh, natural or obvious when you're trying to do like a jump scare or like cut for horror. Like it's like you go to the wrong frame and it like doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to do a lot of experimentation to figure out what's right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's earlier than you might think. Yeah. Right, it's like you show too, a few too many frames too much in a horror movie and like you've made it not scary. Mm-hmm. Any last words for oh, back into the foyer. Oh, my dear Out of the frying pan into the fire. Have we said that yet? Out of the frying pan into the foyer? Oh, God, no. And I don't know that we will again. <laughs> oh. It was fun, you know, seeing this in a, with an audience for the oh, yeah. first time and seeing people just audibly go, oh, no. Yeah, go, oh, come on. <laughs> this was, you know, there's a lot of like sort of little pieces and slow motion stuff in this scene and in this tight foyer. This was one of the toughest days of production, and no one on set knew what the hell we were doing. Our shot list was so all over the place, but we knew. We were grasping onto a thread. Yeah, we kind of were shooting for the edit here. You know, this was not like a coverage day. day. Exactly. So for other people, they were like, what are we shooting again? And we're like, you have to trust us. (laughs) Luckily, they did. I love this bit of, of sound design here. Yeah. Yeah, that the creating that vacuum was a huge yeah. uh, was a huge discovery with our sound design team. Poor Ethan. I wonder if he will be fine. I think we had five Ethans and shattered three of them. Mm-hmm. I have the original Ethan. I don't know where the other Ethans are. Buried in your backyard. Yeah. The original Ethan had to destroy them. There can exactly. be only one. Yeah. The little tiny thing here is this little this little split pan. Ooh, if you can yeah. tell, there's kind of two compartments in there. Mm-hmm. One for the poison shepherd's pie, one for the rego. Well, if somebody's watching this for the first time, now they're fucked, now they know. If somebody's watching this for the first time <laughs> with our dumbass commentary on it, I've, I really feel bad for yeah. them. I'm so sorry a for like apology. everything that we've done. That bisected pan is a, a that is another that's a great detail. I I'm pretty sure that was also that was something like Annie just That was like, Annie, yep. She, yeah, but I think she just like had a ra- like had laying around and we were like, "Wait, what? That's yeah, awesome. Let's yeah. do that." Or maybe it was I guess it probably is that a prop? I mean, I I'm not sure because I know that, that I know there was Annie who sort of had the idea right. to have there be a split yeah. pan like that in our talks That's, with her. Yeah. The wallpaper here, too, oh, in yeah. this scene is just fantastic. That's obviously not part of the um, original house. But I think they kept that up. I know they kept the mural in the gym <laughs> yeah. up, but I think they kept that up. The homeowners were, like, super yeah. down to clown through this whole process. Also, we got to talk about the ascot that, that oh, George is yes. wearing. You know, that's something that Jeff came in one day and was just like, I've got it. 
ascot and we were like okay what's an ascot and and when we saw this thing uh you know we were just like is it a bridge too far is it it, are we we, crossing a line here but then when it went on to his body Mm-hmm. It just felt like that was the, that was him. The sunshine brighter, the colors saw, looked yeah, better. You in, saw in like our the lives. poster with him on it. You yeah, know? that really was like a pivot moment. I remember being like, <laughs> "Okay, we're going with the ascot." And then in my head, I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm I think I'm understanding the tone of this movie more." Yeah, you know, like if we're going that far, if we're it's doing... a great. It's like if you had to describe the tone of the film in one word, what would it be? It would be ascot. Yeah, ascot. You know? But really, like that was a, that was like we were like, wait, so we're gonna do another costume change? Yeah. Like that's kind of ridiculous that they would do that. And then it's uh, like, oh, okay, it's, that's kind yeah. of cool that they would do yeah, that. It's great. The dining cart. Everyone needs a dining cart. Yeah. Shepherd's pie. They ate a shit ton of shepherd's pie. They ate a shit ton of shepherd's pie, which I think was. Vegan shepherd's pie. It was vegetarian. I don't think we actually made them eat like a bunch of no. meat. No animals were harmed in the making of this. No, not at all. And the, the duct tape rigs were a, were a thing. That was another like in your brain, simple, but was a bit more complicated. Yeah. But You're like, well, you just tape them to the chairs, right? And then you start <laughs> shooting the film. No. Yeah. But then you realize there's nowhere for them to to go in between takes, and so their arms are Dan- hairless. Right? Yeah. Again, Daniel Maldonado did a great job of kind of making the the duct tape, uh, you know, not sticky on the other side, and then also creating like a bit of an apparatus in the back that you could just undo them so they could get up, sit right back down. Especially with a scene like this that is one of the the third kind of like 11 or 12 page scene in this movie. Uh, you know, you got to be able to get your actors in and out of there quick because you can't make them sit there all day. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. George. Sorry. And this is another tricky one where, like, shooting in 180 degrees, or more than 100, a little more, probably more like 200 degrees, uh, and there's giant windows on on two two of the walls. So we're sort of like fighting, or we're trying to work with the sunlight as it moves across the sky, and yeah, it's a congratulations, it's a tough one. Just won the damn lottery. But yeah, that wallpaper was like, you know, we tried to make these little and uh, little. Decisions here and there to sort of paint George and Gloria as these sort of older foils of Mickey and Jules, or like a bizarro, evil version of what Mickey and Jules could become. So, you know, we kind of established this wanderlust in Mickey and Jules at the beginning of the movie, and this kind of desire to go to this tropical, uh, you know, second life. And obviously, the design decisions in this house indicate that perhaps George and Gloria had that same dream at some point. Yeah, there's a sincerity and a realness to what Mickey and Jules are doing, and George and Gloria's version of that is kind of, a, the, uh, there's an artificiality to yeah. it all. It's it's just, it's wallpaper. It's like, yeah, there's a flower, but it's in a little glass case, you know? Like, sure, there's... And also, these fun fact, these chairs, which I think in wide shots you can catch it, but the, the chairs, these wooden chairs have... Um, pineapples carved into them and that was the homeowners had these chairs in their dining room and that was another just like there's so many moments of serendipity in like the prep and production of this movie where i was like mm-hmm. what yeah were we meant to shoot this movie right now in this location he died when i was very young i later found that i think pineapples are just kind of like common in furniture like my parents have some pineapple chairs too so i don't know i was with her every step of the way the day before she died, she told me to go to the closet. She said she had a surprise waiting for me. It was a package 
tied up with a string and a little card that said, Gloria. Part of me didn't want to open the present because I knew be the last my mother. This scene was another uh, big sound design conversation. Like, how far do you go with the sort of like demonic undertones once the drugs kick in? Yeah. It was fun. And Kira was just so great here and she you could see how much fun she was having when we were when we were shooting because it was a tough day you know I think we had just been snowed out a couple of days previous and it was uh you know it was a stressful uh a stressful day at times but as soon as we you know got to her coverage she was just having such a blast with this monologue that you couldn't help but kind of vicariously have fun with her yeah this is another one that's fun to watch for the crowd when she says like a doll yeah. everyone goes like Uh-oh. oh shit yeah. Uh, yeah this was like another lens thing being on these super tight uh really weird like you can just see what it's doing to the like the highlights in the back there and it just looks like it's 200 degrees hotter in their close-up <laughs> singles so you had a veritable pharmacy in that bag of yours. And this is another thing, like the battle between like sort of clarity and style, because you got to kind of hear George's lines, but you want him to sound like, you know, yeah. the devil. Make sure the job's done, and boom, problem solved. A couple of junkies broke into the house, went on a bender, and died a not-so-tragic death. It's not perfect, I know. Yeah, and Bill and Micah did a great job here because it's 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 kind of hard to play that. It's hard to play, um, you know, edge of consciousness, drugged out stuff, and and the kind of two different ways they do it, where Mickey gets a little case of the giggles, and right there he says, "Uh oh," like that, and then when we saw it chapter two, I was just gonna mention we this. also heard, he kind of also says like, uh-oh, at one point during the climax, and we just want to make it clear to everybody we shot this before they did. Yeah, that's a legally binding. Yes. Yeah. We got that. I'm curious where our royalties checks are yes. from chapter Come on. two for the uh-oh moment. All right, here we go. Guys, movie needs an injection of energy. Send Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson. Love it was. This, this was just like. I mean, talk about casting the film, and you know, a couple different people come in and read. The, and he's just one of those casting decisions where he, he came in and as soon as he read it, we we're like, boom, that's him. Got yep. it. Yep. This was a fun, a really fun scene, to to shoot too, because it's just a. It's a. You know, we kind of we told we told Jeff, you know, just kind of have the energy of somebody like trying to get off a phone call the whole time, and it gives the whole uh, the whole scene this nice quality. He's trying to wrap it up the entire time. But I'll keep a lookout. And this is another thing about Jeff. When we were in rehearsals, he like brought this concept to it that we hadn't really considered, which was like, you know, as the scene gets a little later in, uh, there being this dynamic of. Or at least the, of, of you know, him responding to the, like like Officer Wells is like, I, I, l- let me come help you out. Let me make sure you're safe. And him being like, no, 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 I'm like, I'm an older man. Like I, I've got, I, I can take care of my own house. You know, like like you're bruising my pride yeah, by saying. He's kind of invoking his own yeah, masculinity, right? Which like you know excuse. we're we're like young guys, like you know, just now getting into the idea of being like having a family and sort of right. protecting our flock. Yes. Like, we don't know that feeling as well as Jeff does. So that was like a cool yeah. idea, but and a nuance yeah. to build in. I assure you, 
We're quite safe. <laughs> like that little jaw clench that he does yeah. there. It's just well, and it's nice too because they're kind of having a like politeness off right. here. Exactly. <laughs> where, where this is this is an argument between them, but they're doing it with these niceties and. Um, and Danny does a great job. It's, it, it would have been really easy to overplay oh, Officer Wells there and have him be too cartoonishly um, suspicious. Yeah. And, uh, and Danny just really nailed that. This is a great example of, like, necessity being the mother of invention. Like, this three-shot, we kind of, like, did not have enough time in this day to shoot, you know... Yeah, that's a recurring theme here, isn't yeah, it? Uh, right. with well, an independent the, film, you but have I do no think fucking time. I think that a lot of other filmmakers would agree that that's sure. like sort of the beauty of independent film is when you have too much time, you sort of overthink things, and like you know, this was the the coolest and best way we could do this in the least amount of coverage, and it ends up being some of my favorite frames in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not every day that you can do a three shot that way. Yeah, you know, like where characters are standing ten feet apart from each other in a line. Yeah, and and just the blocking of letting the blocking dictate the 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 coverage there because he's kind of you know they're kind of having these moments of like we were saying when the actors on the pole weren't facing each other you know you have this thing where he, the, he because of the positioning Danny can only be looking at one of them at a time yeah um, and so it gives you that nice little you know fun slapstick quality this mural they left up. They were like, yes, the homeowners is... left this. Yeah, they were there. Like, we, when we were going, the art team was like, all right, we'll return your house to normal. And they were like, no, can you leave all the weird fucked up shit? Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, I, yeah, I guess if you want. Hopefully they're enjoying it to this day. <gasps> Everything in this gym here was sort of similar to the foyer. We had in our minds exactly how we wanted the edit to work. But again, it's not a real coverage, traditional coverage type of scene. Um, and so everybody was sort of just, again, trusting us here as we were like, okay, and now she's gonna just kind of worm across the ground in an overhead. Uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> I think this might be my favorite shot in the movie when yeah. he comes down and you just realize, like the, the way the lens breathes as it racks here, it almost makes it feel like it's pushing in and it's not. Anything I should know about down here? Just an old yeah, also obviously with anamorphic lenses when you when you kind of like edge like a flashlight or a light source and they kind of yeah. do that cool. It's great. Uh, the way the light reacts. Yeah. We worked extensively in rehearsals. Bob and I came in wearing sweatpants, comfy clothes, did some mat work. Yep. Get this this caterpillar motion. We told uh, him first day of rehearsal, you gotta come in with those sweatpants. You know, we're getting we're doing floor work here. We're working on the walks. We're working on the crawls. Yeah, go for walls. That's a Who's that? What's that voice? Hmm. That's beautiful. Uh, Johnson's got two suspects pulled over. Oh my god! What do you know? I'm starstruck. That's amazing. With your hands and my voice, there's nothing we can't do. <laughs> yeah. We hope you find those brutes wherever they are. That's a lot of powdered milk. We've never done cocaine, so we figured that was like the proper amount. <laughs> we learned afterwards that it might be a little, a little heavy. That carpet we brought in as well. Beautiful little color accents. This was a comfortable day for Bill. Just on the ground for 12 hours. Yeah, he he, he did enjoy this day. Meanwhile, Micah, we're like, okay, you need to crawl across the floor, but don't use your body. Yeah, and do it 14 times. (laughs) 
anything at all. Don't hesitate to call. Of course. You have a good evening. I love Danny's body language at the end yeah. of that, just being like, I'm fucking done Yeah, with I don't this. get paid enough for this yeah. shit. <laughs> When Bill's eyes open here, there's like oh, a yeah. sparkle in them. It looks like the, the Mr. Sparkle episode of The Simpsons yeah. where Homer has like the twinkle in his eye. Yeah, you get that like little <laughs> four. It's cr- yeah, like we did not. Asterisks. Yeah. But that's those lenses again. Mm-hmm. I I think we can say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy yeah. because nobody in all the screenings that we went to, I'm always, I was always like, is it? It's too, obvious, you, is it too yeah. obvious. Can you see them there? But people usually don't. Yeah. And now if you don't realize what we're talking about. At least if they about, do, then they didn't tell us. Rewind it and check those curtains out because, yeah, they are in there. Is that them, though? Or is yeah, that like them. us? No, no, no. That's no, the, that's what, them? What, what, what was it? Two, like, six, two guys? <laughs> no, like, or, I vaguely remember. Maybe it was just testing something out. No. I vaguely remember being behind the curtain myself for a moment. It was probably just Oh, yeah. Ma- yes, right. I'm sure. Gotta go out and find them. Maybe it's just what I wanted. Another another cameo. Also starring Boot. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of screen time. Das Boot. This is a long push in. Come on! It's a mile and a half to the property line and then the highway. At a snail pace is at least 15 minutes. Come on! Sounds coming in a bit hot there. <laughs> Love it. That little hand motion that Micah does always yeah. gets me. It's, it's wonderful. This is just Micah's run across the Yeah, screens. well, Micah actually learned how to run just before shooting this scene. Um, <laughs> and then it was right after she learned how to th- how to throw. <laughs> Those keys actually, <laughs> the sound you can't hear, we obviously you know cleaned it up, but they hit the ceiling first. <laughs> yeah, every single take. And, and you know, I, we were making fun of and Micah. And she is an athlete. She exactly. is a professional I was just gonna kiteboarder. Say, that's the only reason that we can make fun of her, because she's like could out-athlete us in every single thing. Yeah. I bet those boots were not the easiest yeah. things to run in. I'm either. sure they were not hard. I mean, they were not easy. Come on. Come on. Come on. What, are you, what are you doing? Are you mad about what I said before? That, 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 that was, I was lying. That was a tactic, okay? Uh, I winked. I winked. Don't you even know what a wink means? It means... Yeah, that was all stuff that we kind of, like, oh, you know, all like whirled up on set. Yep. Again, Sophie Marshall, our editor, like this is something we worked on a lot. Like these scenes were not always um, cross-cut this way, uh, and we kind of found a lot when we did start to to do that. You know, there's a lot of kind of similarities with what's happening in the two uh, <clears throat> these two sort of uh, apologies, really. At that moment, that like that editorial moment of when we cut from. Mickey on his knee here to George on his knee here. People always are like, that was brilliant. And I, right. they always like get let down when I'm like, yeah, we didn't even really think of it that way. That was just our editor like yeah. figuring the cross-cutting out. I know. Like, oh, well, that's part of it. I was terrified I to do like a director's movie. commentary. I was like, how honest do we be about, uh, you know, how, how, how dumb we are, yeah. you know, like, or do we just pretend that we meant to do everything? I think honesty is the best policy. That's true. This scene always feels so good because we've been in this house for the oh, entire yeah. movie, and then you're seeing like the blue of the sky and how people's skin tones look different in direct sunlight. And, well, like, and you know everything that like these these lenses too, everything that we're doing in the house. You know, the wall is only ever a maximum of like ten feet behind you, right. but this you get real depth to to play with. Yeah, it's super gorgeous. The angels in heaven and hell. 
Yes! Oh, come on. Come on. You tell me what you want to do. I... I want to forget about them. About all this. I want to leave it all behind. And I think giving George and Gloria this moment of of sincerity is is also really important to the like, to the tone of the mm -hmm. of this film because you know they are not you know while they are plenty uh plenty bad on the the moral scale of things they're not without their sympathetic moments you know yeah. and their their love is, is twisted but it's there you know yeah, and that's also a moment where you know if the audience is like on board with the tone or not, because it doesn't work for everybody. And like, if somebody laughs during that, you're like, huh, maybe you, right. maybe you're too, maybe you're floating up too far in like the right. farce category, you know? Yeah. But most people, I hope, take that seriously. Honey, have you seen my keys? They're in the ditch. If only Mickey and Jules had looked in the dish at the yeah. beginning of the movie. This thing would have been like 11 minutes long. Could have been home already. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but daddy's got to go away. I know, I know. It's just the way it's got to Not what she expected. Yeah. And this was another weird, like, you know, this is their garage, but it happens to have mustard yellow walls. Yeah. Like, why, how, how did we get so lucky? This is another one of my favorite shots. Yeah, Love this. This is also just like a sequence where it's a very, uh, it's a delicate balance making it. You want it to feel like he got, the, like George got there a little bit faster than is humanly possible. But if it's too much, it's it's silly. And it was it was tough to find that exact balance, but we're yeah. happy with where it wound up. Yeah, there were a couple versions of that edit that weren't as good. I believe you have something that belongs to me. Come on out. Get ready. And here we're kind of, you know, recalling those close profiles from the scene in the living room, except on different sides. Yeah. I love these. Yeah, these little shoulders. Yeah, They're that's just great. great. The way the light is catching in their eyes. Get out of my fucking car! You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Duck. Duck! Some more really wonderful VFX. And just great stunt work. Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest stunt we had ever done, really, in one of our films. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was it's always pretty... terrifying doing stunts like yeah, that. Yeah, you never when you're really you never like know. putting somebody in danger. Like our first movie, throwing somebody down a staircase. Like that was. Just a horrifying thing. Yeah. You take every precaution, you know, and everybody's there, your paramedics are there, but you just never know. You never know if something's gonna, yeah. you know, somebody's go. gonna fall a little bit wrong. Right. It's always a good feeling being done with those setups. Yeah. This was another interesting thing in the edit, figuring out kind of how long to be on each of them, how long to make this sequence without it feeling like it's overstaying its welcome or like it's edging into the melodramatic. But we kind of discovered that like, it, 
it feels good to give them as much closure as possible here yeah. and let that emotional moment play long. Yeah, there are pitfalls with it being too long and too short. Yeah, you know? and uh, um, yeah, we happy with where it found where we wanted to be. Wound up. Although this is, I still get, I still get so up. sad every time. Me I, too. Like even just now, we're not yeah. even really watching, and I'm getting sad. Yeah. Brian Spears and Pete Garner, special effects makeup, really Let's go. outdid themselves as they always do. Yep. They did our second movie, The Stakelander. Mm -hmm. This is a little bit like vampire makeup. Yeah, it's in there. This is one of the two times in the movie that we go handheld. Joe and uh, George is pissed off. Ah, oh, thank God she's alive. Did you get that gun? Come on, give it to Daddy. What did these people say about me? They trick you into believing I'm a bad man. I'm not a bad man. I'm a this is George, even in the last moments of his life, trying to talk his way out of something. Mm -hmm. And you don't make me feel good. What makes you feel good? Ice cream, mint chocolate. That shot way more elaborate than it seems. We had a six-foot tube filled with all kinds of guts that we were shooting through. Um, and uh, it's always pretty funny to go back and look at the production styles from that. Yeah. Kids win. Sweetie Pie wins. was another nearly impossible production scenario this entire final scene. You're gonna talk, you're gonna talk over Sweetie Pie's only line in the whole movie, huh? You're gonna take that away from her. <laughs> you're gonna take that away from her too. Uh, the, there was a nearby production, oh God. a show called Daredevil, a Marvel show that was shooting like down the block and the entire day that we're shooting this, the highest you know, emotional point that we're acting our, asking our performers to get to and every two minutes a humongous trailer would go by or a truck yeah. with gear or you'd hear like all of yelling. these shots there's like six cars going by yeah. that are vfx'd out <laughs> yeah it's just so yeah. unbelievably unlucky mm -hmm. i guess all that cool serendipitous stuff that i mentioned was balanced with a bunch of totally unfortunate stuff yeah it does equal out doesn't it yeah I think if you land at zero at the end of a movie, then you're in good shape. It's yeah. if you land in the negative that things are bad. Also, same thing, similar to the head through the hole shot, these angles of, of Micah are shot on that stage day where she is laying on a table with a big, long wig, and the you know she's like six feet off the ground laying on a table looking down, um, and you you wouldn't know it because it's just like this tight little shot. There's probably an easier way to do that. Maybe next time. Yeah. That's me. That's, that's Bobby. Final that's cameo. My body. And I was dressed up and I was all bloodied up like that. And 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 they sent me back to the, where the actors were to get my makeup done. And Kevin Bacon came to drop oh, Kira yeah. off, and so did you also have a mustache? So, yeah, so yeah, I had, little, I had, like, yeah. yeah, and so I had to like meet Kevin Bacon covered in, in blood, hey. and uh, at least you got to meet Kevin Bacon. That's true. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. 
this was kind of like one of the final discoveries we made in, in the script before we started shooting was this moment of mercy that that Jules has That's toward cool. Gloria, and then the kind of very disturbing but morally fitting end we give Gloria. Uh, yeah, for Gloria, like to continue on without George is a fate worse than death. Anyway. Yeah. And of course, Kira just knocks it out. Of the and I mean, the whole time she's doing this incredibly emotional scene, there's just like the yeah. you know the daredevil fucking trucks coming through, and uh, she was unbelievable. Just take after take, having to stop and restart because of some fucking motorcycle going by. Yeah. It's like we've conditioned the audience to like think that they're never going to get out. That you think this is like a Texas Chainsaw moment, and yeah. it's going to be well. Like, it always reminds, neighbor. yeah, it reminds me of Wolf Creek. Yeah, totally. <laughs> when she's walking down the road and like yeah. there he comes, just he's right, and there's nowhere to. But actually, to go. it's our production designer, Annie Simeone's mother. Yep. Porta. There we go, and then we go out on. Red Hunters, Safe Travels, mm-hmm. great track by a great friend. And our drone, drone on up past those trees. <laughs> the drone day was intense. The drone day was intense. This sky replacement was, was very nice. This mm-hmm. was a sort of a gray sky on the day, but we really wanted them to be riding off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. This is a great. A lot of this is where all of a sudden people start clapping or leaving the theater, yeah. and then we're always like, "Wait!" Another no, lesson. This. It's like lesson one is don't do tongue studs. Lesson two, don't have six endings to your movie <laughs> because nobody knows when the fuck to get up. <laughs> so yeah, when the cut to black was the first ending, then this comes in. They're like, "Oh, I guess this is a, a sort of right. like a credit oh, thing." Okay, credits, sure. I'll, maybe I'll sit for a little while longer, and then we just there's another three endings after this. Again, a lot of this is Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, this is Brooklyn. <laughs> Anybody who's actually like been to Florida can kind of tell the difference sometimes, yeah. but it's fine. Beach yeah, is a beach is a beach. Usually aren't um, like projects mm-hmm. on the beach in Florida. Yeah, this stuff's great. Sean Price Williams. And Chad Harbold. And Chad Harbold. A little, little mixture of the two. Yep. The first edit of the sequence, we had them eating ice cream before doing a, a, a transaction at the shell shop, and Bobby very astutely noted that you shouldn't get ice cream before you work a day and yeah, make some money. Exactly, so we swapped right. the order. And yes. It's making our sort of, of diehard capitalists yep. very It's a happy. very conservative yeah. capitalist film. Yeah. You know? It's nothing progressive mm-hmm. or liberal about nope. this. Okay, that's ending number two. <laughs> Now, to be clear, we didn't want to have the written and directed yeah. card. Like, there's ten written and directed cards. It's like weird guild rules that, like, the written and directed card has to, like, touch the ending of the movie. And it has to come before it, it to come, certain yeah, things. Yeah, it has to come before these credits. So it looks like we're really, like, narcissistic and egotistical and obsessed with ourselves, which we are, but that's not the reason yeah, right. that we put that credit in there. Yeah. We are forced. Uh, yeah, it's no, I mean, 
We don't. We don't want that. But enough about us. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt Reynolds. Reynolds. Matt Reynolds. Let's go. Uh, he was our animator here for this sequence, which is most people's favorite part of the movie, which is why we put it at the end. Uh, so you well, it's to... funny. It used to be at the beginning of the film, but it kicked too much ass. Yeah. And it was ass. too intense. Where we kept getting these notes that, like, yeah, at the beginning of the film feels like it lacks a little bit of energy, and we were like, what? Really? You think the begin? They rob. They rob this the gas station. They go and they break into this house, like. And we realized it was because we had this kick-ass sequence, and then the movie that follows is not quite as coked out and crazy as the animated sequences, and so it puts your expectations in a weird place. Yeah. And yet, when it's at the end, it serves the opposite. Celebration. Uh, yeah, it, it's almost like the film has a somewhat somber ending, and having this kind of intense, fun, colorful animated credit sequence lets you leave the movie uh, feeling like, you know, you're, you're up again. You know, yeah. like, you know, it kind of makes you go like, oh, I had it. Whereas if it just ended with the, you know, booming up into the sky, that might leave you in a kind of sad place. Hey, also worth um, shouting out our financier uh, and uh, one of our production companies that we worked with, uh, Braun, who let us license this amazing song. Yeah, Rob which, Lowry too, our, our music supervisor, uh, yeah, getting all that done. But Courtney, Courtney Barnett song is just like, yeah. it makes this thing just slap. Yeah, we, we when we heard this song for the first time, we just, it was, you but, know. But it was we, like, you know, we, we tried to find replacements because it was like, it was way way more expensive than a, for a, than a movie of this size should, should be spending money on. And ultimately we went through like hundreds and hundreds of songs and nothing yeah. just did it like this does. And so we just like, Emailed, There's you know, something. Aaron Gilbert, and we were yeah. like, "This is the song. Can we? Can do you guys? Would you guys be willing to spring for it?" And he was like, "If you guys tell me this is the song, then we'll, then we'll do it." So that was a big sort yeah. of show. There's only there's only one Courtney. Yeah. Oh look, another written and directed card. Oh, that's great. These guys are fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and then and the best little sound effect. Boop! Oh, great. Just the little boop. So that's the movie. Uh, yeah. Tell your friends to go and see yeah. it. This was um, trying to build a career here. This was this was fun. I'm hoping that uh, everybody enjoyed listening to us ramble on. Yeah. We'll do better in the next movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should see our next one. Commentary on that was great. Yeah. So do we do talk? People, through, do people do we usually talk do commentary the actual, through the credits? Okay. I mean, I'll, 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 yeah. I mean, let's like let's let's see who we who we got Shout here that we want to that we want to really point out here. Um, Justin Simpson. Justin Simpson. Just killer. I mean, killer about, first AC. Wow. The, the guy's really something else. Yeah. He's just amazing. Some people just have that special, that special hand. Brennan, Brennan our sound mixer. He's been recording our sound for. Since we were in college, he also just recently years. had a child, and Elliot, at least for now, is out. stepping away from the game at, yes. the, at the top of his game. Yeah, you know, um, which is, is something you very rarely Danny see. Danny Maldonado, Yuko, wonderful art team. Oh yeah. Oh, Sasha Grossman. We didn't really talk about Sasha, but the, so all Sasha, those tattoos, all, right. the, all that, all the makeup, day in and day out. That was Sasha. She's a wonderful person to work with. Yep. Lashawn, our script Lashawn. supervisor, right there the whole time, keeping us humble. Shelby. We saw Shelby at a screening the other night. Shout out to Shelby. She's an actress now. Oh Alex yes, Backus. right. Alex. Oh, we didn't actually. We didn't tell him he was actually in one a shot that we like loved, and we had to VX, VFX him out of it. Right. So and it was hard. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. It took it's a lot of VFX money to get him out. Expensive removal. Um, 
Anyone who we don't mention, it's not that we don't love you too. We're just kind of yeah, like there's just a lot of a lot of names, a lot of names coming uh, where we can. Jonathan Farantelli, great post soup. Oh, yeah. Kyle Williams, really good assistant editor. Luciano and Philippe are just like they the, yeah. the whole sound team and and Oddmark, Luch, Oddmark, like, yeah. they, they were just unbelievable. We had never um, we've never been quite so happy. With yeah, Postworks Audio, they were, they were terrific. We made so many discoveries with those guys. Mm-hmm. And Prue Montan, we should shout out too oh, because yeah, Prue, it was, we've she... been saying Andrew Hewitt this whole time, but Prue was a big part of getting that score together as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Mad at Light Iron. Oh yeah, Sean, colorist. Oh, of course. This movie like Duh. came alive in the color. Yeah. I mean, when we knew it would be so important, but mm-hmm. it was like, it was just gigantic, and it's also really cool to be able to to work at Light Iron. It's a great facility. It was really nice working there yeah. for the for the week or two that we had. Absolutely. Bron, friends Chad of Bron. Thank you again, All good people, including letting us uh, make this. Garrick Dion, who was one of our producers. Oh, we didn't even mention any of our producers, but Garrick Dion had a lot of really good notes to flesh out the George and Gloria uh, characters before we started shooting, so that was gigantic. Uh, and then the guys at Star Thrower, Tim and Trevor White and Alan Mandelbaum, are basically the reason this movie got made. We had all but given up on being filmmakers, and then they convinced us to, <laughs> to keep trying, and they got this movie made. So Yeah. Panavision. Well, Panavision, we got a shout-out as oh, well. yeah, Marnie at Panavision. Yep. Matt Mitchell's contact. Uh, she really hooked us up with these lenses. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the special NIAC. thanks. Special thanks, just, like, big time. Yeah, I mean, listen, we could, that we could go crazy itself. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Kim Olsen. So Bobby was not married when yep. we did the, be... when we shot this. It was Kim Babinez, but yep. now she's Kim Olsen. Yep. Glad we made that update. Yep. Ardsley Lockup Self Storage. That's, yeah. that's where we where all of this stuff is collecting that's dust. Magic probably. Happens. Or did they, like, I think burn they, it no, all? They cleared it. They yeah. cleared it. All of it's gone. Except what we took. Right. Ethan Lives. Ethan Lives. Which is, on. by the way, the name of the sequel. Villains 2, Ethan Lives. Mm-hmm. And Crawl. Just been a great company for end credits for a long time. Yeah. This is our first, uh, you know, union shoot in America. Too. Yeah, this was, that was a, and it was a, a real pleasure. It really was. Let's look for typos. Uh, motion picture for purposes of the, of the burn I'm, convention. And all national law is giving effect here too. What does that mean? Final shout out to the typeface. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, oh, typeface. Wonderful font. Thank you. Thank you for your legibility and beauty. All right. Well. Good night. Good luck. Thanks for watching. We love you.